I don't know if you've been told. It's the motherfucking mo, man. What's good? That's a mean Drew Law. I didn't know you was going to open like that, but I'm glad that you did. Yeah, I mean, you know, I got to keep motherfuckers guessing. You know what I'm saying? They're on their toes because of you. Now we're going to put them on a back with this motherfucking knowledge, shall we? This is nothing personal for me. It's just business. The streets of Baltimore, on the streets of Detroit, during the, the 60s in New York City. Immediately within it, you are going to get those people whose differences are not being articulated, which is right us. So it's a lot of shit that's happened this week, but uh, I think what we're going to do is we're going to actually defer to next week because most of the events that are happening in Latin America and uh, we really want to put some serious time in that. So I do. Have- and the situation is fluid right now. You know, next week, I think we'll have more clarity. So, so I do have a couple of things that's popping off. And what I really want to do is just ask you, do you care? Do you not care? Let's play the game. Do you care? Uh, we had it been told today that uh, late in the middle of the night, American Special Forces, they found him, they killed him. It's Baghdadi! Whoa. It's like when you bring like an old UFC fighter back. Oh, oh yeah, I remember him. I remember him. It's like symbolic, I guess, to them. They've been bragging about how ISIS has been defeated for basically a year now. But we also have, by the FBI's own admission, white supremacy in the United States is literally more dangerous or as dangerous as ISIS. So when are we going, you know what I'm saying? When am I going to get that fucking press conference? Grab Richard Spencer up. I'm all in for that conversation. As a black dude, man, terrorism is not even something that literally, it, it, it shit just never enters my mind, bro. Like, I feel like I have a more reasonable chance to be hit by lightning or shot by a cop. Let's just keep it moving. Yeah, Let's play the next so thing. You don't, you don't care. I don't care. As we know, the troops from Syria were redeployed, but they were sent to Iraq. Iraq refused receipt of the fucking soldier. You worked in a job before, right? You like you worked. I, I know. Have. I know. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I have. Okay, I work at a stupid job. Maybe people who listen are listening right now work at a stupid job, where really no one knows what's happening because there are so many people who run your organization that don't work at your organization. Bruh. It's like no one really has an idea what's going on. There felt like a weird slide to me, right? Like you're trying to get with a girl. And uh, your shit don't work, so you like, well, I can just holler at the bay that I was fucking with. And then the bay that you was fucking was like, hold up. Like, cause like, for Iraq to be like, no, bro, status of forces agreement says no. Yeah, I mean, they got curved. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine being these dudes, you in Syria, and the whole thing's going on, and now they're like, go to Iraq. And now they're like, all right, well, we don't want you. And now you're like, all right, well. As a soldier, I often wonder, like, do, do you just not care that you I have mean, no control over your life? No, you signed you signed away literal control of your life, and that's something um, fascinating. Where where uh, Cheeto specifically said, "Well, I'll send back some troops to specifically guard the oil well." He said it out loud. That is almost a paradigm shift. You used to be a conspiracy theorist to say shit like this yeah. 20 years ago. Now it's like the de facto, this is like a, a point of bipartisan agreement. Well, we definitely should keep the oil for ourselves, whatever the fuck. Because it's become it's become canon because it was such a light, like such a light shroud they put over the Iraq war, you know, and right. like 
and now it's so canon that everyone understands that they basically lied to go there so they could get oil and basically make everyone in Halliburton a trillion dollars. And now they're just like, well, that's the norm. That's the status quo. So I can talk about it regularly. Right. I feel like that's the thing that maybe is perhaps the most ironic because that oil is not even like nationalized for like United States citizens. It's still protecting oil literally at the behest of organizations like Exxon. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, American citizens literally get, like, we don't get no tax breaks from it, but American citizens will literally die for this shit. I think it's a little bit fascinating. And I think it'd be even more complicated from an empire point of view, right? Because truthfully, with all these nationalists, I'm going to tell you right now, they'd be like, oh, yeah, if we were going to nationalize the oil, I feel like that, like, I feel like that would be a complicated conversation for Americans, and most would absolutely be for it. If they were going to receive the the benefits of that oil revenue, as I, it stands, I think it's precious that you feel like news organizations could have a nuanced conversation about nationalizing that oil. Yeah. That, that there's no way, bro. Yeah. All right, do we care about any more? Do we have any more? Well, Bernie was recently asked what would he say to his son to uh, about police brutality. Essentially, do you do you care? Do I care what he said? Yeah. No, but read it to me anyway. Essentially, his statement was, I would talk to my son deeply and discuss... Hold on. Uh, discuss... Um, I would talk to my son deeply. And uh, tell him to respect the police officers. tell him to respect the police officers. Because if you don't, you could get shot in the head. Because if you don't, you could get shot in... America, you couldn't get shot in the head. Now, like, to me, it was fascinating because, again, right, it shows... Does he have a black son? Right. <laughs> right. I wish he did. That make it more fucking interesting, man. These people are clever enough to know that it would pull terribly to say to a woman, well, the thing I would tell you at the bar is, you know, be careful what you say to the guy that would otherwise traumatize you and be very respectful to him. Like, they, they would understand the inherent flaw of that position. It's be respectful so no trauma happens to you. It's just another reason why... I cannot hop on the Bernie train. And 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 you we talked about this earlier. There are many friends that we have that have oh, a free pass. Full court press they're, niggas beyond me. Yep, they're shit. like literally like we will buy you uh we're not even get you an Amtrak. We're gonna get you an Acela ticket to the Bernie Sanders train. And no, it's like facts, I man. am not getting on that train. Facts, man. You will not allow I will not allow myself to get on that Bernie train. <sighs> Bruh, all is left. Let's talk to him. Grown man boss is something you gotta deal with. So all of that collaborated, fabricated, it ain't gonna equal up to this real shit. I have a lot to talk about. I, this has been on my mind. I had a homie that I know from uh, IG, Ebony, hit me up, and um, she was talking to me about cancel culture, you know, and I wanted to have a conversation on that. But before I had, I wanted to have a conversation about that. I wanted to have a conversation about. And we've talked about him shortly, I guess, on this podcast, but that's Kanye West. Didn't we decide, didn't our friends and didn't the media and didn't the athletes and didn't the rappers and didn't the actors and didn't the larger community of human beings that live in this country and outside of this country that believe themselves to be progressive in some capacity, the literally lowest bar that you can have to consider yourself a progressive human being is to dislike Donald Trump. Isn't that the lowest 
possible hanging fruit you can grab onto as a liberal progressive yeah, no, sure. individual. Sure, sure. Okay. If you are a celebrity musician type person and you align yourself with someone like Donnie J, which Kanye did. Bro, even 50 Cent's greasy ass said, nah, that's a bad bet. So you understand the mm, social currency that you will lose by being a Trump supporter. Like, what was that? What was her name? Chrisette Michelle. Chrisette Michelle didn't even say she supported Donnie J. She just performed at his inauguration. She has not been seen in three years. But Kanye yeah. can go hang out with him and, and do photo ops and wear a MAGA hat and shake his hand. And I was looking at him. I, you know, I, I don't know why I do this. I don't know if you do it. You, you just It's masochism. I clicked on uh, Kanye West's interview he did with Big Boy, not the rapper, the radio state, the radio personality. And he just sort of throws layups. You know, it's like one of them puff interviews, but like a puff piece, not in terms of Puff Daddy, yeah. uh, but a puff piece <laughs> in that regard. And, um, and, you know, I couldn't get maybe through like 40 seconds. It was like an hour long interview. I couldn't get through a minute. And I went through all the comments, and guess what they all were? They were all, oh, Kanye, he's so smart. Kanye's a genius. Kanye Kanye's- is a. Uh- an idiot's version of a genius, though. Yeah, like you he's know what the I'm genius saying? to a schmegular, yeah. or basic. He might be a genius Look to at a basic his fashion line. I mean, that shit is god awful, bro. No, no, like stop, he, stop, no, stop. no, no. The back because I feel like it's relevant. I do like some of his. I like some of his oh stuff. Oh my man. god! And you know what? A lot of his stuff becomes big. I mean, like I feel like the Yeezys were a big deal. I feel oh like the the bullet ripped clothing became a thing that everybody in like. Uh, all the bootleggers copied, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like in the fashion world, he has done some positive things. But you can continue. He's the kind of person, whereas, it's like, do you, did you ever read or see the movie uh, Ender's Game? Um, No, but I, I do remember seeing the trailer for it. What What's significant about it is you put a person in position to never fail. Like, anything they try, you let them win, you let them win, you let them win. Because you need them to have this ultimate fucking confidence. There's a kind of confidence a person has who never loses, right? But you end up with a point, and this is why, like, someone like him and Donald Trump makes sense. Because Donald Trump has had much the same fucking life. Like, no matter how dumb your fucking idea is, you're put in a position where it can never really fail. Not in a way where it hurts you. And I feel like that's what's happened with his fucking fashion line, that's what's happened with his fucking music. There are very powerful people propping this ignorant motherfucker up. Like, I was going to say talentless, but that's not true. He's not talentless, but what he has talent in is a very specific thing, and he's being promoted across several platforms well, way I think beyond it's, the level I, of his I mean, I, I think it's unfair to think that people can't be multifaceted, you know what I mean? Sure, but, but he's I, not that. You got me. I'm not going to defend Kanye. I'm not going to defend yeah, Kanye, but you're right. I wouldn't say that he is you're right. I wouldn't say that he's talentless, but I but I think my issues with, with him usually don't come from a place of art. I think what, what unraveled Kanye for me was like who he who he was becoming as a person. It's interesting you mentioned the fashion line thing because that was I think the final the final thing for me where I where I decided to personally cancel Kanye. He said you know, the only reason that his clothing line wasn't really popping like that is because he was a straight designer. 
And if he was a queer designer, that's the only way he could have got on. So I, like I said, I'm not here to defend him. But I think I'm, what I'm using is, is I don't care about Kanye. I'm merely using him as a microcosm to talk about a larger aspect of the celebrity worship shit. Because, okay, rock with me here. The status quo as a progressive, liberally person, the lowest hanging fruit that exists right. in the status quo is fuck Donald Trump. There's a song on the radio. Fuck Donald Trump. That's that Jeezy got. Fuck Donald Trump. Nipsey has one. There's infinite rappers. I remember when I was in I was fucking in Ice Cube irrelevant ass. Yeah. Fuck Donald yeah, Trump. everybody's coming out in the world works to say fuck fucking, Donald Trump. Fucking weird beard has a fuck Donald Trump song. Yeah. Oh Donald Trump, huh? a coffee cup. <laughs> you ought to suck. <laughs> you know. <laughs> The word, let's don't even get me started, but that's really when you want to talk about talentless, you know what I'm saying? That's why I'm drawing this line. But that's the biggest, that, that's the most important status quo you can have. And in the other side, you have Kanye West, who is not just a, I mean, let's be honest, not just a Trump supporter. I mean, he's done significant amounts of things that are incredibly problematic. There's no accountability for any of it. That brings me to the concept and idea of can of cancel culture. The idea that someone like Kevin Hart, and this is not about Kevin Hart, this is simply the example for Kevin Hart, tweeted homophobic things in 2012. I, if you read the tweets, they're a bad look. They're super bad optics. He came, and this was in the Dave Chappelle special, where he talked about how Kevin Hart coming out and apologizing and have to do this six-month tour to talk about the negative comments that he said, that's cancel culture, the negative. Right. And guess who props that shit up? Whiteness and white women. Oh, absolutely. It's like, if you say problematic things and then acknowledge and apologize, that's that, that's that the work. That should be restitution. That's I mean, the that's, work. That's what rehabilitative social justice is about. That's what restorative justice is about. You know, it's like all the time, I think people aren't thinking through what they want to see happen because they can expect that their position grants them a certain type of distance from the violence that their actions cause. You know, we're talking about, you know, not to get too deep off on it, but like the whole conversation with um, Juno Diaz, right, is like, Let's say the worst is true. Let's say everything. Can you give him a little background on Juno Diaz? Juno Diaz is, is a world-renowned writer of color, Latinx, has done a lot in the Latinx community to elevate poets and, and was associated with a, a very well-known organization that did uh, mentoring for poets of color really all around America. He is alleged, and it's important for me to own the word alleged, to have, um, to the best of my knowledge, aggressive flirt and sex that was unethical, but not... That, that had an unethical power dynamic. Not non-consensual, right? So, like, we're talking about you're at a conference, a writer's conference, he's a speaker, you're in the crowd, he has sex with you or kisses you or something... And, like, that's an inherently unethical sexual situation because the, the power that he holds as a speaker is not equal to your power as an attendee to a conference. Like, this is the kind of stuff where, like, could be completely okay if, like, you just get their fucking number. Go home from the fucking conference and then if it's real, you know, have some type of conversation or whatever the fuck and make it happen from there, right? So let's say, and again, 
there may be more things that he's done, and I just don't know. And I'm just going to throw that out Of course, of course. Men are problematic for sure. Let's assume everything they're saying is true. What then would become an accurate level of punishment? Like, do you want to see this person go to jail? Like, do you want to, do you feel like this person should no longer ever be able to work in an institution where they teach poetry? Like, I'm not suggesting any of these things as fixes, but I'm saying you have to ask yourself, what is it you want to see happen? Like, what would make this okay for you? And I think that there are organizations right now dealing with the idea of restorative justice and what that looks like. There's expertise out there that exists that I feel like is constantly being uh negated or silenced because it's not the narrative of white women which every which is every offense deserves the same punishment the end right and we have to but even that's like ambiguous right because most of these liberals are like you're against a death penalty so you don't want to see them die but then what do you want to see you want to see their lives crumble i think that's what people are going for and i think that they're i mean look I'm not an expert in restorative justice. I want to be very clear with that. But I think that there are people out there that are experts in this and that there is a lot of information and there is a lot of research involved that shows that it is the best way to deal with people who transgress because people do transgress. And let's be honest, most people commit crimes based off of circumstance. Mm -hmm. What does that say about you, though, as a person that you feel like an accurate punishment is watching someone lose the ability to take care of their life like it's this is essentially the death penalty but you don't have to do it right yeah and i think this conversation where it 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 start it it came up at the right time right when it became aggressive flirting when it became me kissing you without consent that that's the time where accountability needs to be brought up immediately right and you know like I said, I'm not here to tell you what the restorative justice should be, but I am here to tell you that there are people out there that are working towards this. And I want to, you know what, we need to do a restorative justice episode, right. actually. We're going to make right. that happen. And I think we'll we'll end our season with that, and that we'll bring That'd in be some really way. cool people. But when it comes to Kanye, right, how do you make restoration for the damage that he has done, right? Because we never even associate the violence of that. To say a statement like, people were enslaved by choice, that is an incredible incredibly violent thing to say to black people some regular dude that i don't know says that to me bro some fucking yeah. white dude bro it's on site bro i literally i'm about to fucking pull, i'm about to put hands on you. you know but he was on remember he, he okay i don't know if you remember this but he was on breakfast club that fucking all right shit. and he was talking about you know how racism like was not really as big as classism and he went on and on and on and on and on about that and I think a lot of people had given him a pass, but now I, I remember in this last conversation, he was he was kind of talking about all these people doing this, out buying bags, out buying shoes. What you need to be doing is buying land, you know? And it's like one of those situations where it's like, why oh! Why didn't I think of that? Oh, why didn't I, why didn't I think? Why didn't I think of to, to take $180,000 and buy up some land, you know? And it's like... Brilliant. This is my point. Someone like Juno Diaz is being held accountable for his actions. Juno is looking at his actions and thinking, hmm, these are some things that I need to improve on as a human being because they were toxic. And he's going through that process. Kanye is not going through that process. He's literally doubling down on all the problematic things that he said. This motherfucker looks like Kobe Covington, man. I mean, literally, that's where you're at, bro. That's who the fuck you sound You are the president's favorite rapper. Yeah. That's true. And I want to be clear here. I don't want to cancel people. 
I, I, I don't want to be some person that, that d- deals out that type of judgment. I mean, again, how in the fuck can I cancel fucking Kanye? I can't. I can't. I can only this personally. It's worth like half a billy. I mean, it's a dumb pro- amount of money. I mean, whatever it is, when you add the Kardashian family and right. all that stuff goes in there, it's an empire for sure. Right. I don't want to cancel anyone. I Not that I can. But. I personally have no use for Kanye at all. I understand. He's only a microcosm. Habibi. Right. When someone is interested in accountability and people are interested in restorative justice and that is a conversation that you are having behind closed doors with the people you need to have it with and you are coming out and saying you're giving an apology and you're trying to talk about how your transgressions have hurt people and you want to in whatever way try to restore the transgression that you had, that is where – Things I don't not interested in canceling you there because you've decided to do the work. You got checked, you got found out, and now you have to do the accountability thing. If you tweet out, "Hey, I apologized three years ago. I said something really problematic about queer people. I said really something problematic about people of color. I said something really problematic about indigenous people." But when you're constantly double da- doubling down on saying things like. Oh, oh, people just need to stop buying shoes and they need to buy land. Like, y'all are dumb out here. Like, what are you talking about, man? And as a community, this is what I want as a community. And this is the same thing that I'm hearing with this Dave Chappelle shit is like, cancel culture exists on some white people type shit. Right. Where they feel like they have to wring out every ounce of dignity that you have left and you have to bow with their feet and kiss why their feet. Why are white people never canceled? I mean, how is there not... A- because they run cancel culture. Right? The shit that Ellen DeGeneres has done is far more egregious than any of these mother... Anything, anything, right. That, I mean, it, I'm not going to compare it with the shit with Juno Diaz and whatnot. But, like, when we're talking about the level of language, when we're talking about people like Dave Chappelle and people like Kanye... Bro, Kevin Hart had a, to go on tour and apologize. Right. And, and Ellen gets to go on and double down on her show. Right. White people run cancel culture. And right. that's what I'm trying to say. Accountability... And restorative justice is what we need to be focusing on. Not me personally. I'm just letting you know that those are the things that we're trying to grasp at. Why do I want people to go into a cage let's for also, anything? Let's also acknowledge that people have the capacity and the willingness to change if they do. There was a point in time where nobody in today's standard of social justice would have been fucking with Malcolm X. He sold drugs. He was a pimp. Uh, you know, he ran with fucking the mafia. Like, this is a fucking fact. He went to prison. He did the shit. You know, they alleged that he was physically violent to the white women, right? Like, these are things that, like, now, we don't know the fucking truth of the shit because there was a whole lot He was lot definitely of, out here wiling. Let's just say that. Fucking he was wiling. wiling. You know what I'm saying? And cancel culture is like, well, we don't fuck with him no more at all. And, and why it becomes relevant to me is you look at somebody like Eddie Murphy. If you're looking at the Dave Chappelle special... It's at least as fucked up as Raw. But I feel like Raw and Delirious, I mean, where Eddie Murphy has like 30 minutes of jokes about how much he wants to fight LGBTQ. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the whole shit. Like, shit, I'll punch him. And it's like, and now you look at this person who's went full circle. He comes out, he acknowledges the violence of of his stand And you know what? It's not like anyone was calling him out. No, not at he all. He was being what I like to call a proactive, maybe? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. what did he come out and say? I start talking He's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm coming back to... I'm com- First off, I feel like the work that I did with Raw was wrong. 
I apologize for the damage that it has caused in the world. And in my future stand-ups, I'm not going to be that. Going back and watching this Dolomite that he just did. Bruh, he reaches out for so many. First off, even to do a movie about Dolomite, to be the comedian that he is, to reach back to something that is so niche and so sacred in the black world, most white people don't know who the fuck Dolomite is. You know, for me, it's super special because Rudy Raymore is from Arkansas. And as, as a black man it came from Arkansas, I understand how hard it is and how against the odds it is to ever make it to mainstream acceptance. You know, and he's, he's doing a type of comedy that can never cross over, Dolomite, right? Someone like Eddie Murphy to reach back like that, that's incredibly important to do that. He has all of those different actors that are in there. Who, uh, he has... Um, T.I.'s in there, fuck him, but, like, uh, who else? Chris Rock was in there. He goes back and he reaches for all of these comedians and puts them back in work, people that he was bigger than, that, you know, and I just find that kind of thing amazing. And it can only happen when people have enough time to evolve and become better. Look at how many people was talking about, you know, canceling fucking M.A. when she first dropped, uh, ooh, back in the day. Yeah, she's misogynistic, she's a womanizer, you know, all of this shit, like, like this young hood-ass youngin' grew up reading fucking Audre Lorde and fucking Bell Hooks and shit. Yeah, and guess, you know what young M.A. isn't? A 49-year-old white man who gets to direct Suicide Squad and right. Guardians 3 after right. posting tweets that honestly... Are disgusting. That are disgusting. We talked about James Gunn, I think, last week. Was it last week or two yeah, weeks ago? it was ago? last week. Was okay, last, last week. week. You know what I'm saying? But no one wants to cancel James Gunn. Right. But In fact, every- white people fought tooth and nail to yeah. get him back. I'm watching Cinema Wins, and, you know, it's all about, and if you recognize any of this music, you understand why important James Gunn is super important, and, and Marvel needs to bring him back. And it's like... Disney is supposed to be a fucking fan. I can't get no fucking Deadpool right now because he's on Disney. And they're like, what are we going to do? He curses. He's he's filthy. James Gunn is far more disgusting than anything Deadpool has ever done, ever. Facts. You know, but that's that's the thing. is like you're looking at someone like Eddie Murphy who hasn't even been his, – his feet weren't even being held to the fire. He proactively came out and said – here is a thing that's actually iconic that most people probably would still go, oh, I love Delirious. I love, I love, I didn't see Raw. They would probably come out and say like, oh, I love that. That's so classic, you know. And to come out and to be proactive like that is an example. I think a lot of other, you know, anybody, anybody come out there. I, I remember the act of forgiveness and asking for forgiveness. Although for, for asking for, you know, giving, granting yourself forgiveness mm. is very important too. Mm. But you know what I'm saying? Acknowledging the hurt that you've caused and apologizing for those things are so important. How often, bro, I'm going to tell you who, who really does it. Me and my sister could be in a huge fight. And you know, me and my sister, when we go, we go. Yeah. And, you know, so many things can happen. But I swear, if I come back to her and I apologize, it's always good. It's always good. When she comes back and she apologizes to me, it's always good. You got to be able to do that, man. And I think that's a big part of it, right, is allowing the freedom of people to be vulnerable in front of you, right? Because if I feel like... If I share my vulnerabilities with you and you're going to throw walls or you're going to throw shade, I'm not going to fucking do it. Like, if, if if we both got some room to be wrong in this fucking fight, but I acknowledge first I was wrong, and I feel like they're just going to be like, yeah, motherfucker, you are wrong. 
You know, now it's taken away from the fucking honesty of where I'm at because I'm going to be like, hey, motherfucker, no, you need to talk about your shit too. And you don't want apologies to be quid pro quos. I am apologizing because I want to be better than I was. If you want to be better than you were, man, good on you. But I tell you what, I'm definitely not going to expose myself to the point to to violence, to the violence of judgment from people that cannot hold themselves equally accountable ever. Yeah, I uh, big shout out to Ebony. You really this was popping. This was popping in my brain waves and my neurons. And um, you sparked it up for me. I'm going to send you that email later. Shout out to you. Love and respect. And again, man, when y'all are feeling what we're talking about, reach out. We regular people. I love, love fucking open up the IG. It's messages. People talking about, you know, damn, you really kind of changed my mind on that. I was having a conversation with a Pulitzer Prize winning poet who shall go unnamed. And we're discussing the right. It's crazy that there's like. Several candidates, right? You know what I'm saying? We got yeah. some wild circles, bro. Yo, we, we never really talk circles. about our intense, bro. Our clout is actually <laughs> fucking crazy. If niggas really knew, bro. if they really knew, right? Uh, mem- hey, we need to talk but, about Zetsu soon. I'm right. gonna let you do this, right? I'm right. gonna let you do this, but we need keep that in your mind. I'm with it. Maybe we'll do it at the end. I'm with it. I'm with it. So, we're talking about the right of return, right? And how no one really feels like it's wrong. For, you know, Jews to be able to return to Israel. Now, you may feel like there should be a Palestine. You may quibble about what the size of Israel may be. But very few people in this day and age are like, nah, nah, they shouldn't be able to do it. Meanwhile, these same people will argue you up and down about fucking immigration. So, like, if we can say that 2,000, 3,000 years ago, there was a people named Jews that lived in the Mediterranean area that we typically call either Israel or Palestine, if we can acknowledge that's a real thing, how can you not acknowledge Aztlan and all of the Mesoamericans that should have an inherent right to return to places like Texas, places like New Mexico, places like Arizona, places like California? Keep it the same fucking energy, right? And it's like, well, damn, I'd never really thought about it like that. And it's like, yeah, if this is a concept that's a real fucking thing, let's run with this shit all the way. Indigenous people always have a right to return to where the fuck they were from. Because if you're against that, you're for a very strong colonial position, and you need to examine that and own it. Cognitive dissonance. You really got to sit down and think about what you think. Does that make sense? I know that sounds no, ridiculous. Absolutely. You need to sit down and think about what you it's think. It's all about nuance, and you have to have the ability to move through. And that was the thing that, that brought us together the most in the conversation, you know. Uh, it's like, well, these are not simple questions that have yes or no answers. They all have a great deal of nuance and depth, but that shit don't make for fucking soundbite culture, where people want to take something that you said out of a two-fucking-page you know, response. You're going to find the one sentence that was like grammatically not right to invalidate my intelligence or it might have been um, as far as social justice is not all the way woke the fuck up. So it's like, ah, look at this piece of shit. We can cancel them and get rid of every fucking thing that they said that did make sense. People decide whether you're relevant or not relevant and there can be no in between. Only way we could change that shit is with new paradigms. Oh, paradigms, you say. Paradigms. You know, like you use them and you buy like a paradigms. Oh, a pair of dimes. I thought it was uh, when I was walking through the club, you know what I'm saying? One on each arm. All right, let's move. <laughs> let, let's, get, let's just get to it before we get started. What we do now and in the next few years 
will profoundly affect the next few thousand years. Okay, this is par- um, Paradigm Shift. Sorry, we were having a good time um, off off air. Oh, no, we, when we play these, it's like, oh, we went, we talked about this, and then we talked about this right after. Yeah. But they don't know that sometimes we be pausing a podcast. Like, hey, 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 hold up, Brian. I need to look this shit up real quick. Oh, wait. <laughs> right. Oh, this, that shit. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, no, that. I usually mean I need to take a little break. Yeah. I just need to take a little break, Every podcast break. You know, I have to tinkle. You yeah, know. you <laughs> do. Like, yeah. And let me tell you something right now. We exist in a world, I try to exist in a world where I don't let um, masculinity uh, become toxic around me. And yeah. when I have to tinkle, I, I, will, I will let that be known. And I will make that happen. And I'm not going to shame myself Man, look. for having to tinkle. Gravity always wins, bro. <laughs> That's true, man. That's um, well, if I want to fight law. gravity as little as as little as possible. I know. Yo, man, gravity is really pushy, man. man. You know, if we went to like the moon or whatever, we'd be jumping up and down. Yeah. You know, I would mass. be dunking, man. Mass. Anyway, but shout out to gravity. It's the whole reason it should exist. Holding me down, bitch. I'm with it. Yo, so, uh, you know, it's a lot of cable that's dying, network TV dying, and we have the rise of streaming. Is it a good or a bad thing? I'm Gen X. All I want is bandwidth and a fucking website. I ain't paying for shit but bandwidth. Yeah. I'm, I'm mad a, I gotta pay for bandwidth. I'm a millennial, and if I can't get it in 4K, HD, UD... When do you pay for it, though? Because, like, I, I'm gonna tell you, bro, like, I remember satellite radio. I'm like, what the fuck? This is a terrible idea. Like, this idea should have happened 20 years ago. I'm not... Buying the fucking radio? Um, I think what happened is uh, Schmegulers were tired of dealing with the basics radio and TV. Mm. They were like, I'm tired of this basic shit. I mean, but when are you willing to pay for it? Like, Because like, I would do like this. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll never give YouTube a fucking penny, bro. There's no way I'd ever buy YouTube anything. This is user content. Like, this is... And they're owned by Google, bro. Y'all... You're okay. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't hurting, hurting for it. You know what I'm saying? Fuck out of here. I think what's interesting is I would definitely, I'm going to definitely say streaming is a good thing. I, someone the other day, I was talking to them about um, Euphoria on HBO, and they were like, oh, what time does it come on? Yeah. And I was like, what? I mean, it comes on Sundays. And like, oh, what time? I'm like, what do you mean? Whenever you just go watch it now, and they're like, "Well, I don't have on demand," and I'm like, "What? You just got? Are you stealing cable?" <clears throat> but you know, I need mine now. I need my I need my Hunter Hunter now. I need my Peaky Blinders now. I need my nutrition documentary now. I need this right now. I can't be messing around waiting for Sunday for the next episode. I need all twelve right now. Consume. I need to eat. I'm a millennial. I got things I need to accomplish. TV. I'm sorry, y'all didn't innovate. You were like taxis and all that other stuff. You held on as long as you could, and you didn't innovate. And someone came and took that shit right from you. And it's nice to see the cable companies burned. Not the cable companies. They're just, they're moving and shaking. But it is nice to see that technology die. But I saw a commercial. I was watching the World Series. You know, the Nationals are in the World Series. I care about the Nationals. I care about D.C., and I'm watching that. So there's a commercials. There's commercials like what you would be on. You know, it's not a Super Bowl commercial, but the World Series is a a, a hugely watched event, right? You would say that's probably like in the top 10 of watched. I don't know. But it's baseball. People care about it. And a commercial came on, 
it was a commercial for Disney streaming service. Yeah. And it was so magical. It was like, I mean, the stats it was hitting you with, it was like, oh, you get all these movies, all the Marvel movies, all the Star Wars, all the Disney's original You know what, series. though? I mean, this is, again, this is like full circle shit because I'm not going to lie, bro. When cable first came out, Disney was a premium channel. You didn't just get Disney Channel. You had to pay for Disney. That's true. Disney's always been about, like, Disney was like, bitch, just because you think special about HBO, you pay for us, too. We're not part of the basic package. So, like, it makes sense that they're on that shit because they always been the fucking greediest. But what they can do that you two can't do is they own dumb amounts of IPs that I'm very interested in. So, like, again, man. This is why you got to be against monopolies, because you got to do it. You definitely, if you want to see any of this MCU shit, any of this Star Wars shit, like, they have all that shit now. Yeah, it's hegemony. Like, oh, they got hegemony over your childhood, buddy, and your adulthood at this point. No, I mean, my roommate Pages, he was breaking it down. He was like, bro, I'm getting this. Like I guess I've been fighting it. You say you're not. Yeah, I've I've been fighting it. I'm like, I'm not. It's bro, it's six. 99. Bro, it's less than Amazon Prime. Like, I don't watch Amazon Prime, even though it's mad shit on there. The boys was on there, though. And they're about to do Lord of the Rings. But it's like, I will... I can't get Bezos, not another fucking Nah, I can't get no more. I'm going to bootleg it. It's super easy to bootleg the Amazon movies anyway. I mean, hypothetically. (laughs) Hypothetically. What are crimes? We don't do crimes. You shouldn't do crimes. I would never do crimes. All I'm saying is... You could I, hypothetically in a world. I'm not saying I would do. I, I don't condone breaking the law. What do you think? I'm, what do you think? I'm a lawbreaker. I've never broken. I'm 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 Joe Biden, baby. I've never broken. I did nothing wrong. I, I carried out the, the policy of the United States government. Yeah, like, I can never be bought. Yeah, no. Nah, my I'm son does need a job. My though. son did nothing wrong. <laughs> I look highly favorable about a motherfucker giving my son a job. My son, oh, the right God. job, did nothing wrong. A job that would look like a lot of money. Yeah, man. You know what George Washington said <laughs> was his biggest fear. George man. Washington. Emoluments, but he took it personal. Again, right? This is the difference between the Democrats and the Republicans, right? No, now. don't even get started. Don't yeah. even get started, motherfucker. He was ready. All right. All right. What are we talking about again? Disney streaming service. You know, I picked that back up. I'm on my A game right now. I don't know if you can tell, but I am on my A game. Um, Disney streaming service. I don't know how I'm going to stop. It's a wave that I don't know. I'm gonna, it's going to crash into my house if I don't ride this wave. You know? And it's like, okay, well, I'm not getting rid of Netflix. Like, Netflix is untouchable for me right now. Uh, I hate that that's true, but it's true. Like, if I'm not going to do fucking Amazon, I have to do Netflix. And, you know, Hulu is cool because Hulu got some great shit on there, too. But it's definitely a solid four you for You tell me, me yeah, they, they got the fucking Hunter, bro. They got all the... Ho- bro, See, and when you talk about fucked Netflix up shit, is, bro. Okay, you know what, Netflix, Netflix, how the fuck you going to have the first three fucking seasons of some shit? And you don't have the last two. I went through this same shit with motherfucking Avatar, bruh. First time I'm trying to watch Avatar. I got the first fucking three seasons, but then got the last fucking... You fucking... What the fuck is that? Hey, Netflix will do you Cora, dirty. Same shit. I'm like, you. I, I have such interest. I need to know how this shit ends. Godfather 1 and Godfather 3. No Godfather 2. They have one Lord of the Rings movie on there. You know what I'm saying? What, what the fuck is that shit, man? To do with that. 
You know, that's or, Netflix, or they don't have the extended. Like, bro, can we just get right. it? What the fuck? And they're winning by default, bro, because it's like you know what I'm saying. And like, that's a dangerous position. That's that's blockbuster, man. You're gonna go the way of fucking blockbuster. What do you think about? Have you seen the CBS streaming? I have seen that. Right? So that they is got a all the fucking Star Wars shit. You want to watch Picard? You want to watch the fucking Voyage? Not Voyager, but uh, Discovery. I will say this though, I hate network TV. I I don't even know yeah, if there's a single network TV show. Oh, I guess that Discovery joint I might rock with. Right. I mean, because it's not on regular CBS. Exactly. It's not regular CBS. It's on some... And that joint looked tough. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, like, yeah. network television? Bruh. It's It's worse. unwatchable, bruh. It's... Bro, network television is worse than mass media music. What was the last show you saw on network television that you... I literally can't even name it. Literally... Hannibal. I really liked Hannibal, but that's... Maybe it... Decade ago, no, bro. I tell you this. It was, it was. I, I tried to watch some of the superhero joints. I really tried to watch. Oh shit! Some of them joints, but oh, they're so bad, bro. Every show, it, they're so corny. They're so steeped in uh, neoliberalism. I mean, it, it's. It, I can't. The formula is just all wrong. Like superhero is all wrong for like network. It's it's bad media, man. I, all right, so let's look at um, what do you think? Will be the impact, not the impact, but at least how it's considered, like the Obama presidency. Looking back at like how they've revitalized W in five to ten years, what do you think it's going to look like for Obama? I was really thinking about um, this is a paradigm shift, you know, because in this that's what we're talking about now, you know. And right. I, I, just to reiterate that, but you know, I think Barack Obama had a big, and just the Obamas now. I think you have to say the Obamas had such a big impact on the. 2010s, you know, as we look back on this decade and the shift that, you know, that presidency, you know, had. And I think what was interesting to me, Mo Man, is we had mentioned something about Barack. I, I can't remember what it was. Someone had commented on there. They were like, yeah, I have to recognize that although I do like Barack Obama and I think he's a cool guy and I like his personality, I have to acknowledge that. He did a lot of really oppressive, hurtful things to people in this country. And it's like, wh- what is the cognitive dissonance shit that I can't understand? Well, he it's, was the cult of cool. I mean, he's the <sighs> swaggiest president we've had. Yeah, but since how can you acknowledge Kennedy. one and not acknowledge the other, though? I think that the pain that people don't experience personally uh, in a world of sociopaths and apathy, uh, you ignore you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, these motherfuckers can't pick out Yemen on a fucking map. How the fuck do they care what happens to a Yemeni kid? But you do mm-hmm. know Obama kicking with Hove, and Hove is your favorite fucking rapper. Yeah, he likes Kendrick Lamar. He plays basketball. He drops the mic. Oh, hey, I heard when he was young, he smoked a little weed. He smoked a little weed. They got a picture of him in college. Look, he got a baddie, though, bro. Mm-hmm. Look at me, shit. You know, and for me, it's like... Can we just call a spade a spade? Can we just not talk about the personality? Can we just talk about the facts of what happened? Because people died. He was bombing seven different nations in Africa without a single declaration of war from Congress. Like I mean, Clandestinely. Okay, can we just go? Can we talk? Can you expound more about that? And we'll go back and forth. So man. what I'll say, what I'll say is it was once said by uh, Ch- uh, Chomsky. Chomsky said. Noam. Noam Chomsky <laughs> said the difference between Bush the lesser, and Obama was 
if Bush didn't like you, there'd be uh, a white van pull up, you get black bag, your ass to go somewhere you ain't never been before, and they'll make you really consider what life is like. If Obama don't like you, 30,000 feet over the fucking skies into the airspace, a little present drops in, and you and every motherfucker that happens to be standing next to you is dead now. Think about how incredibly violent that is. To to think of that drones are somehow I remember when it was sold. I was I was in um just getting into college, I think. So I experienced that presidency kind of like as an adult for the first time. I remember the conversation about drones was like, Oh, we're not gonna have to go in there and lose people's lives. And it was like what they sold you. And then what they gave you was massacre after massacre after massacre. Right. I know this is tough to hear. But like it's important this to know that like shit. I mean this is the reason yeah. why this is the reason why this is the reason why Snowden is terrified for his life. This is the reason why Manning is in jail right now. Like talking about this shit. Okay, so let's talk about this. The state of the NSA during his administration. Their powers were greatly uh, augmented and he took a person from another organization that I think most Americans have a healthy fear for. And made that person over the NSA. And that person said specifically, I don't know why Americans feel like they have a right to privacy. There is no constitutional right to privacy. Now, you think about that because a right to privacy solves so many problems. It gives you the roadmap to what you need to do. A right to privacy handles the uh, your willingness to choose. It handles, I have a right to privacy. What I do with my body is nobody's fucking business. And, and right there... He picked a person specifically that felt like you don't have a right to right. privacy. Like, you would feel like that would be like a real Republican-type position. And, and and that's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, well, you know, he, he didn't do it. It's like, no, he appointed a person to do a thing. They said exactly that thing, and that's what happened. You know, and, like, I think we have to acknowledge those things. But when we talk about what the impact's going to be, I'm going to tell you right now. When you're looking at the way that W has been deified, Obama is going to be a god. I mean, he's the new Kennedy. Because people didn't give a fuck when he was doing it. And, and you know what I'm saying? It was known 10 years from now. Yeah. With all of this shit that's happening in the fucking... He's going to be revered. No one will remember any of that shit. I did see Bush, but, you know, I was still younger. Right. And it's crazy to think with the Ellen shit, when Bush left, you know... In his time, Bush was as reviled as 45. Absolutely. Abs- that's I a totally fact. agree. I mean, it was a point the last couple of years where he was belittled at all all costs. What, when they when people started to understand what Iraq really was, it was bad. Like the things that George Bush did was truly disgusting, and it was in the same way that, like you said, we look at Donnie J. Like where the bar was so low that even the the most measly little liberal mm-hmm. could come in there and 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 say, "I hate Bush. He's terrible." But if you don't have that context and you didn't live through it. The freaking media will gaslight you. It was so it was so bad. I'm gonna tell you something. This is something again, Gen X perspective. George W. the Lesser was so terrifying that in two thousand four there were Democrats that were like low key, the only person that has any chance to defeat him is Hillary Clinton. Obama is not known yet. You know, all of the people that were running were fucking weak and not very well known. The Clintons were still held in pretty high regard in 2004. 
And she's like, fuck that. I am not fucking running against an incumbent president in a fucking war because I'll lose. Like, when you talk about what services, you literally have people across the fucking desert that might lose their lives, right? But you can't lose a political fight. And four years later, I'm supposed to look at you like the fucking savior of America. Like, when we're all watching, like, we all needed you to fucking step up against fucking W. You were the only chance anyone had. Remember, she had moved to New York to yeah. become... Yeah, we <laughs> all thought she would be a senator in Arkansas. It's like a fucking... Nah, she... Duh. But, yeah, but they, they realized that she could do well in New York, and she went there, and she won, and, you know, I mean, New York, I guess, right. would you say has more clout, I guess? Oh, absolutely. Come on. That's a number one state to be a senator for. And she needed that clout, and she went and got it, and they waited, like you said, for the right time, and it had absolutely nothing to do with being service to the people. It had absolutely everything to do to maximize the, your percentage of winning and how much you can create hegemony in, in, in your space, and that's why you waited. It was completely self-serving. And I didn't. I just didn't realize that context until just now. To your point is, to, to what I was saying about the media gaslighting you. If you listen to Ellen, and and you didn't experience W, you're gonna be sitting there like, yeah. I mean, he paints and he's he dances. He's he's on Ellen like it's a cosign. This person did horrendous things. I mean, not just horrendous things. Maybe some of the most horrendous things ever and, to be done yeah, on planet Earth. Absolutely. To the point where as they were literally concerned about being able to fly to certain parts of Europe because they were terrified they would be fucking arrested by members of the fucking hog. I mean, bro, come on. The world is fake, That's, bro. Yeah. I have to believe that George Bush, I could just need to be kind to. It's not that he had political positions that we didn't like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, He's you know, I really wanted a 10% tax rate. Like, it's not that kind of shit, bro. It's when we think about changing your whole perspective, this is why you really do have to think about, like, not what's the best that's offered. What's the best is possible? And judge people based on that. Because if you look for what's the best that's possible, it makes it more possible and it forces these other people to commit to better decisions. Ilhan Omar being elected as a representative is more impactful than Joe Biden beating Donald Trump. Oh, absolutely. The, 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 the progression of ideas and progressive thought and leftist thought, you know what I'm saying, non-oppressive. That's really what we're trying to get at here. You know, right, left, blah, 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 blah. Let's throw that out the window and say we're here interested in non-oppressive philosophies. These people are not interested in pushing the envelope at all because they're interested only in their status quo and remaining, you know, and building their wealth and building their prestige and building their ideologies that really have nothing to do with you. Bro, you have to you have to vote. You have to move through this world with what you want and what you know is right. You, you can't just hold accept. people to that. Because, it's, look, it's never a step to the right. It's never a step they drag you. Because they're going to offer you the Bernie, right, who really is actually way further to the right than I'm ever willing to go. But they're not even going to ever let him be it. Right. They won't even let Bernie win it. It's going to be Biden. And that's, uh, that's several miles to the right of where I live. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, no, nope. if you can, it's, it's blue no matter what. If you would vote for Bernie, and it's like, motherfucker, I'm not even a Democrat like that. What the fuck do you think? No. I've heard so many people say, like, Yo, if I'm not voting for Bernie, I'm not voting for anybody. And while I'm saying I'm not here to support Bernie Sanders, I am here to support saying, 
if you don't like a candidate in the Democratic Party, vote for a different candidate. Man. They're going to tell you it doesn't matter. And at the end of the day, guess what? Your vote doesn't matter anyway. Hey, but you are registering <laughs> dissent, and that matters. You're saying, I do not consent. And so, I, I, so, I swear, I, so let's end it with something fun, man. We were right. talking about something. The English language is wild to me, but especially as we use it in America. So there are two words that are the essence of America. I mean, Drew Law, what is your word? My word that I am using as the word for America, the, the, the champion of words, freedom. My word is justice. Uh, I'm going to just go ahead and give you my first. We, this is how we discovered this conversation. We were talking about Andrew Wang. Yang, bro. You fucking racist. What did I say? Wang. Okay. Let's fix it in post. <laughs> Andrew Yang. One of the things that a person responded to Andrew Yang says is freedom dividend. Think about what that how not doesn't make any sense. Basic income, basic universal income, that makes total sense. It sounds like what it is. But but because freedom is such a powerful word for the United States, they just throw it into anything. Meanwhile, I'm hitting y'all in the head with justice because just today our president told us that Baghdadi received American justice. And it's like, you think about like what justice means in the dictionary, but justice somehow always means for people of color, death. Like if you receive justice, like I would think justice would mean like equality or, you know, like, uh, you know, parity. That's justice. No, justice in use is always fucking death. Par- you know what I'm saying? Like, but, but what does it go to, right? The very, that is the final form of call out culture. And it's the most honest version. We were, all we want is for Juno Diaz to face justice. I, I agree, man. That actually is a really good argument. I will say this, though. Do you remember? I think this is when we were going to war with Iraq, and France was like, yo, we're not going to go fight <laughs> in Iraq with you because it's stupid. There's, there's no weapons of mass destruction there. And America was like, how you not going to tell the lie like we told you to tell the yeah, lie? Yeah, you didn't tell the lie like we told you to tell the lie. So you know what we're going to do in the White House Pentagon cafeteria? We're not going to call them French fries. We're going to call them freedom fries. I'm going to eat some fries. And freedom is dangerous too, boy. Because I'm going to tell you, freedom to me, I translate that shit in real time to oil. Like, Mm. those motherfuckers need some freedom. Syria (laughs) needs some freedom right now. Venezuela needs some freedom. Iran needs so much freedom, There's so much freedom, bro. If only there could be freedom in (laughs) Iran. You know, we just want to bring them freedom. We just brought some freedom up to Saudi Arabia. They're raving about it. Yeah, the they Kurds, <laughs> we got some freedom for them. You know what I'm saying? Right. ISIS, they got a, they got freedom and justice. Right. Shit. The fuck? Oh, my goodness, man. Man. The rhetoric is so crazy. Like, these words are so... It is just so funny to pick them out. You're here know, to because... protect Saudi Arabia's freedom a lot. And we brought them Disney, too. Words do a lot. Think about those words when you use them. You know, break them down. We use them and we tumble them like they nothing, but, man... They had to change the name of universal income to the freedom dividend because that's what people are on. Right. And you can't just be, you can't live in that world. You just have to accept it for how ridiculous it is, except the world is ridiculous. You're being gaslit at all times by the entire world to believe that you're not working hard enough or you're not doing enough. 
and the world is just ripe for the, the, the taking when you're poor by design, you're broke by design, you're oppressed by design. Do you have any thoughts? Bang. All right. Uh, we love y'all. We care for y'all. We got more episodes on the way. We're at the halfway point-ish. Next week, be ready. South American Primer. Yeah, much love to y'all. Um, we have been getting some topic requests, actually. Yeah. Please keep those coming in. Um, exit the Matrix Podcast at gmail.com. You know you can find us on uh, Instagram, Matrix Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Matrix Podcast. Exit the Matrix Podcast.com. We love y'all. Hey, baby.